Hello, welcome to Past Level 50. I'm Mel the Podcaster. I bring you three episodes that will inspire you to have a great Thanksgiving holiday. I know we have those relatives, and for the sake of using a name, Laura, by the way, uses the name Aunt Sharon. No offense to any Aunt Sharon out there because I'm sure y'all are great, but oh, we had to pick a name. So we used Aunt Sharon. And Kitty Rebellion is on another episode. So really, I'm asking if you listen to this episode, you will listen to Laura, by the way, who is a podcaster on her own and for post-NARC life. And then you can listen to Kitty Rebellion every day. She has content on TikTok. I recommend you follow If you don't have TikTok, go to YouTube, look up Kitty Rebellion, and you can see some of the content that she posts. So we're going to talk about dealing with those difficult relatives during the holidays. And if you're feeling like there's no way I'm going to go be with this relative anymore, it's like, "Mm, yeah, these two women will guide you to have um, a little bit of, uh, some strategies. Let's just call them strategies to either exit a difficult conversation or maybe remove yourself from the relative who is making a situation unbearable. Uh, some include pie, some include moving to another room, but we don't mention it. Some of them might include some sort of adult beverage. (laughs) So either way, uh, I'm going to post as the third part of this, uh, it was an episode from two years ago. And, you know, just know that if you can do this, you can do anything. You know, you're getting together with relatives that mm, you haven't seen and maybe you've removed yourself because of how they are, you know, when they bring up their critiques and their observations. I know, I know, we are chingonas, we don't need that from them, but they are still there. They haven't done the work, they haven't processed, they haven't grown or evolved, and it's your uh, time to shine out there and show, hey, I don't need this, and really remove yourself. So, And not from the whole family, because there's only one or two, you know it. You want to see everyone else get out there and have a great time. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And these episodes, I tell you, put them on for yourself. Uh, Kitty Rebellion and I, uh, we partake in a little bit of vulgarities. I will warn you, we only say it like twice. So that's it. It's not one of those episodes. (laughs) So uh, there will not be a conclusion on either one of these because I'm pressed for time. I'm traveling too. And I hope that you can reply here, review, comment, send me some just your ideas. And we're going to be doing this again for the Christmas break. So if you have a story you want to talk about, if you're the step, uh, I'm going to say stepmom, or if you have, if you're dealing with stepchildren and you think, oh no, this is nothing. I have a story. Please contact me. I would love to hear from you. Thanks. See you soon. Bye. Hello. Hey, Laura. How are you doing? 
Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh my gosh. I realized what I was doing today and I thought, I can't believe it's like Thanksgiving is coming up. Mm -hmm. Christmas is coming up. And like yesterday, I have a booth um, here and uh, I went and I put Christmas things and I thought, what? It's like, I don't, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for <laughs> Christmas. And then Thanksgiving is coming up. But um, yeah, my daughter's working on the menu this year. But are you ready for all of these holidays? Yes and no. I mean, I'm ready for the twinkly lights and the music and all the things. But I think, yeah, I'm also not ready Yeah, <laughs> in a weird the, way. Yeah, because the twinkly lights and all the festiv- festivities, that includes like us to do the, these things. exactly exactly <laughs> I'm like wait I'm not ready to cook no Thanksgiving dinner no, no. not yet <laughs> no ma'am <laughs> no my daughter we're going to go visit her my daughter is like okay uh are we really married to the idea of dressing I'm like I don't care I would I would eat Chick-fil-a <laughs> I don't care and my husband's like yes we have to have stuff and I'm like it's her menu it's her house and he's like, he, he texted her. He's like, I'm okay with whatever. I'm like, okay, you know, you can have your traditions, but when you have someone else cooking for you, you need to put those aside. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the twinkly lights. Oh my gosh. I gave up on that a long time ago. My husband, he like thinks about it like the week of Christmas. I'm like, honey, it's too late. People are already taking their stuff down. <laughs> exactly. Don't even. <laughs> That's so good. It's so true. It's such a hassle getting them up and then got to get them down. And then you're just mm-hmm. like, what are we doing this for? I'll just go drive around all the other houses. Who are- <laughs> yes, it's more fun. You can take snacks, put on the music. You know, everyone has the music. And, and if not, you can make your own playlist. It's so different now. Um, I'm 57 and I'm to the point where I can go visit. I'm going to um, the zoo lights, oh. I think next, next week or two weeks. For, I don't know when that is, but that's the kind of stuff I want to be doing now. I don't need to have it in my house. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you this week so that we can, um, I don't know, have everyone realize that it's, you know, it's not all that. Don't um, burden yourself with so much. And then, you know, we're talking about planning and activities, but, you know, it also, this comes with family. Yes. And, and this is what I want you to maybe help the listeners out there to cope <laughs> with yes. the holidays. Yes. Holidays are such a, a big deal with family. And usually like maybe throughout the year, you are, you're an adult uh, child of someone who is emotionally less mature than we would mm-hmm. hope. You're going to have, you know, throughout the year, you're not really going to see them maybe too often or, or maybe you see them, you know, every once in a while, but it's the holidays where everyone gets together and it's all those old dynamics. It's all those old patterns. And you feel like some of us feel like we are going home, like we're 18 years old, you know, mm-hmm. when we're actually in our thirties, forties and fifties. And it's just really fascinating how that all comes to light during the holiday season. So yes, yeah. lots of work to do. <laughs> yes. I, I have a relative, this was years ago, but I was always in charge of making a salad 
it's just like who even needs a salad you know <laughs> and it's like we have we're having all this other stuff but then I realized she was doing this as a way of including me but everything else was her way so mm. it's like okay you can come but you can bring a salad so I did it for a maybe two, three years. And I realized salad, I don't even eat the salad. And so one day <laughs> yeah, I was like, and it wasn't every year that I was invited. And then this one year she was like, Hey, are you coming over and you can bring the salad? And I'm like, um, I would love to visit you, but I'm not making a salad. No one even eats it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to come visit, but I won't <laughs> be able to make the salad this year. Thanks. <laughs> and th- well, I'm talking a green salad. I'm not talking like fruit salad. Right. Yeah, it was a green salad. It was like, no, no. Nobody's here for that. No. <laughs> We're here but, for pie. We're here for yes. stuffing. We're here for gravy. Yes. No, thank you. Exactly. And then one year uh, when my when my mom uh, was here, we went to visit her sister and uh, my mom was also the same way. I'm like, mom, we're going to go visit them. She goes, well, I need to take stuffing and I'm going to take gravy. And I'm like, mom, they're going to have all of that. She goes, no, I need to take mine too. I'm like, it's not a competition. It's not. (laughs) So yeah, I had that mentality going on here and it was like, oh my gosh. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know I'm not alone on this. <laughs> no, you're not alone. I mean, it's just, it's little things like this, right? That get brought up or that like little feelings, like little, this is a competition or I've got to do this so that this person doesn't feel this way. Or I've got to, you know, there's, there's a lot of that going on. It's subtle. Sometimes it's really low key. Sometimes it's overt. Sometimes it's a big deal, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it can be such a, such a beautiful mess going home for, <laughs> for the holidays. Yes. So I don't know what to do. I, I don't, ha- I'm, I'm blessed right now. I don't have any of that drama and amazing. Uh, yeah. Only because, um, n- you know, now we go to my sister-in-law's house and, you know, she'll tell us, you know, oh, can you bring this and this and that? And it's, it's not a salad. It's all inclusive of the, the traditional menu. And so it works, but, um, I know that a lot of people are already talking and, you know, I hear the dread and I hear uh, it's, they're like already complaining and it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, come on, let's, let's learn to cope. Let's, let's talk to Laura. Maybe she can help us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In fact, I was coaching some of my clients um, in my membership group just the other day about this because one of the clients was, she was just like, I, I want to go but I really don't want to go. I'm dreading it. I'm like, okay, you're dreading it. Okay. Well, there's a lot going on there. Number one, you want to own your decision to go home or to go be with your family or gather with your family, knowing that there's going to be some dynamics, some weird stuff, some things coming up. If you sit there and say, I have to go, or they're making me, or I can't not go, that's going to keep you in that victim place in that place where stuff is happening to you versus you are making decisions intentionally with your life. And so what you want to do is you really want to look at that decision and say, okay, is this something I actually want to do? Do I really want to gather with my entire family for Thanksgiving this year? And if the answer is yes, because that's a perfectly fine 
choice to make, mm-hmm. you want to look at your reasons and you want to say, okay, I, I do want to go. And here's why. Well, I want to spend time with my family, even if it's going to be a little crazy, or I don't want to miss out on meeting my brand new baby niece who was just born a couple months ago, or whatever that reason is, it doesn't matter. If you like that reason, if that reason is like, yeah, that aligns with who I am, who I want to be, the experience I want to have, then those are great reasons. And you decide, okay, I'm intentionally going to this event. Now, if you decide not to go, or maybe actually let's talk about the reasons that don't exactly serve you. So let's say you're like, well, yeah, I do want to go, but it's because I'm going to get a guilt trip later, uh, or it's because, yeah, someone's going to talk bad about me and they're going to, or they're going to talk bad about me at the event when I'm not there. And I want to make sure that nobody's talking bad about me. So those reasons I mean, I'm not here to judge reasons, but no. do they align with who you want to be? Do you want to be making choices out of guilt? Do you want to be making choices out of who's going to say what about you? And if the answer is no, right, then you can relook at your reasons and maybe make either make a different choice or change your reasons. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't want to go, you just feel guilty. But if you really had full permission, you would just not go. Then that's a choice you can make, too. And you've got to give yourself that permission without all of the guilt and the shame, you know, because it's a choice you want to make and you do the same thing. Okay. What are the reasons for not going? Does that line up with who I want to be? If you're like, well, I don't want to go because it's just going to be a hot mess and I don't want to deal with all of that. Well, if you're the type of person that wants to be in a room and not be affected emotionally by what's happening, right. Then you can make a different choice and grow and take that opportunity to, to change and to develop into the person you want to be by attending these events, right? I think it's a great opportunity. Or you can decide, you know what? I just don't have it in me this year. I'm going to send love in another way, or I'm just going to let things be what they are and just take care of myself. You decide you don't want to go there. But, and I want to be very clear about this. We don't beat ourselves up for any decision that we make. It's not necessary. Anyway, so that's, that's kind of a, what I was mentioning to the client the other day, like that's how you make that decision and it'll help you a lot. It really does it, to help to know the, the reason that you made the decision. Mm-hmm. And it also helps that whatever decision you make is going to be free of um, punishing yourself after or, exactly. you know, hearing. Because um, I know some relatives uh, are a handful and I, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there. I, that's, that's what I've, I've, um, pacified um that's a question mark um maybe that's not maybe there is a better word but i figure okay there's going to be 30 of us there and out of the 30 maybe one or two people are like "Mm, mm, mm, mm." but (laughs) (laughs) but the other 28 you know because there's always that one relative you know always always yeah and i'm thinking okay maybe they'll pick on someone else or maybe they'll be too busy you know, and, and so it does work out. And I, I, I've been lucky that recently, uh, I guess, yeah, they, things have happened and, um, I wasn't invited maybe a few times because of, of other celebrations. Like they'll go to someone else's house and I'm not that close to them and that's okay. And I, I, I'm not hurt with not being invited. Um, so I'm okay with the, their decision. And then I'm usually having to go to my in-laws at, at 
usually, well, then it was my, my two in-laws, but now it's my sister-in-law's house. And I don't know, it just, it works out. But this year, uh, my husband and I had a little, mm, little under- misunderstanding because it was, uh, I guess he, we kind of assumed, he assumed that we were going to our regular, you know, assigned place. And I told him, I want to go visit my daughter. And, and, and it was like, he hadn't even considered it. He's like, but you know, that's a long drive. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, and we've done it. And so let's do it again. And so, um, yeah, we're going to visit his family on the way over there. And it's not, it won't be on Thanksgiving, but we'll visit. And then we're going to keep driving. <laughs> so let's Wait. see how that works. <laughs> that sounds great. And I love what you said about like, you know, if, if you're not invited to a family gathering for whatever reason, mm-hmm. the reason why you weren't upset by that, or at least uh, I, my guess is, and maybe, you know, this part of that reason is that you didn't make it mean anything about you. Right. Right. And, and I think that's where so much of the pain of dealing with in-laws and family members that you're not really in a whole lot of touch with, people you only see once or twice a year, is that their comments they make at you or maybe their personal attacks, you're in that dynamic of making it mean something about you. And so what I mean by that is like, let's say that you're your grandmother, and this is what always happens to me, is, this is why I can speak from experience here. Every time you would go visit, your grandmother would make a, a comment about your weight. Like, oh, you feel, uh, you, you're yes. getting fed a little too much there, <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> and when you're like 14 years old, you don't have the tools to be like, oh, that's interesting. She's got to point out somebody else's weight. She must be really insecure about her own, right? Yeah. But no, you don't have those tools. No. Instead, your brain is just like, oh my gosh, I'm so fat. I'm worthless. I'm terrible. I wish nobody could notice it, right? And then your brain kind of spirals. And it's it's a bunch of little things along that same pattern that can contribute to the misery of being among people who only see you a couple times a year, right? Because they're right. just... What's really fascinating too is when you're in a family dynamic that has a little bit of that narcissism or, you know, emotional immaturity, or maybe there's just a bunch of family wounds, like the wounds that you have are likely shared by a lot of members of your family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you're, you're all going through it. You all got a lot of pain. You all got a lot of weird stuff you want to say, but don't know how to say it. And the, it, the attempt that people make to try to connect with each other in that weird, imperfect, wounded way can come out so messy and so painful. Mm-hmm. And so when, like, let's say you've done the work and you're like, look, I want to be at this event with my family members, no matter how crazy they are. I decide I want to go for these reasons. I like these reasons. You want to show up to that event with a lot of love in your heart for yourself and for them. Yes. Now I want to be really clear. That doesn't mean that you tolerate everything they say. Like if they start calling you names or doing weird stuff that you don't want to tolerate, that doesn't mean you have to say, well, I love them. So I'll just put up with it. No, you're allowed to have boundaries. You're allowed to say, Ooh, 
Aunt Sherry, <laughs> I love you. And you like, I can tell you've got a, a couple of drinks in you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to step away because <laughs> yes. you, you started calling me some names, right? And uh, we'll, we'll reconnect later, right. right? Like you don't have to tolerate anything, and, <laughs> but you can still have all of that love in your heart for yourself and for them. And when you have that love in your heart for both yourself and for them, you find that you're not as susceptible to getting hurt yeah. by anybody. Yeah. Right. So that's just the best kind of armor, especially if that's what you want to do. So don't victimize yourself by saying, I have to go, or I'm a bad daughter or whatever. Yeah. Instead be like, no, this is what I'm choosing today. Yeah. And I can, <laughs> make, I can make, talk yourself into it though, but it, you'll have a good time. Yeah. You, I mean, if you really want to, mm-hmm. right. But you, you really never have to do anything you don't want to do. That's right. And especially when it comes to family, you never have to do anything you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. They probably want you to think differently, right? They <laughs> yes. want you to feel all the guilt. They want you to feel all the shame <laughs> so that you're motivated to show up and all the things, but that's belongs to them. It doesn't belong to you. And if you want to just be with your family, because the way I see it is we only get one family. And a lot of times people use that as like a guilt trip, you know, like you only get one mom, like, how dare you don't do that to yourself. What I mean by that is like, this is, this is the reality of how I came into being. And I'm going to choose to love it exactly as it is with appropriate boundaries. So I can keep myself safe. And then you can just really appreciate your family for who they are in their imperfectness. Yeah. And I think it's really beautiful. Yeah, it, it, it can be. And, but in, then they start, you know, usually to, to move away from the aunt Sharon situation. <laughs> I've, I've, mm, because in, I'm not going to say in my family, but in my culture, in my mm-hmm. culture, the whole thing of, of weight um, yeah, marriage, kids, the whole thing. And, and I know it, it's, it's all over, but, um, uh, that comes into play. And then if you do speak up, then you are called names, which would be, you know, uh, seeing vergüenza that you're, you know, you have no shame. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's words that they'll use at you because you're going to ruin everything. And these are their words. Uh, because you are the one that's being disrespectful. And so I know that, and I try to avoid that. And, and to get away from the end, Sharon, I would do the thing of, oh, did you try the pie? Let me go get you a piece. And then I don't return. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great way of dealing with it. Yeah. I, I, I also think like, I, I know I could just hear it like, it's when I sing better Gwenza. Like I can hear it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And and it's just this culture of like everyone's gotta behave. Yeah. Or like they're if they're if they step out of line, that's a big problem. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you go in there with this understanding of like, okay, they have a lot of family rules that you know what? I don't just subscribe to anymore. Yeah. And that's fine. And they can call me whatever they want. Like I will be the black sheep. I don't. I don't need to be any sort of sheep to be happy. Mm-hmm. They can call me the black sheep. That's fine. You know, and you get to set yourself free and live your life if if that's what you want. Yeah. You know, you could be who you are. And what's really amazing about this process, and you don't have to do this, you know, for this reason, but a really fun byproduct is that when you stand up for yourself and you are willing to be whatever color sheep they paint you, mm-hmm. you give your other family members, your cousins, your sisters, your whoever's in there, like, 
permission to be themselves too. They yes. get to see that example and like, wow, she's living her life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it gives them the education, the ammunition, whatever you want to call it to, um, to stand up also and not be called names or not, um, you know, be, um, pointed out for their lifestyle or whatever it is. Um, it just gives them the, the initiative to, to speak up. Exactly. Oh, you know, and it's so fascinating to be in that situation because you can really see the fear that is the pervasive emotion that's driving all of this, you know, shaming, blaming, name calling is there's so much fear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we afraid of? What is, you know, mom or grandmother afraid of when daughter stands up for herself or says no, or refuses to fall in line with the family, you know, and it's really just kind of, you know, a question you can ask yourself that's particular to, you know, your own family. Like, what are, what are we all afraid of? Like, what is happening in our family dynamic that sort of created this result in our lives? Um, and then when you really see that, you can kind of, a, a little bit more compassion is, is available to you, if, mm-hmm. you know, if you want that. But with, with all that compassion and all that love, that it protects you so much from the fear and the shame and the blame, knowing that, you are your own beautiful person. You are, I mean, we're not perfect human beings. Some of us are not, not some of us, all of us, every single <laughs> one of us is flawed in some way, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we're any less deserving of love, that we're any less worthy of unconditional love. And if you have a family that has a lot of family wounds, they might be going back for generations. I mean, it could be grandmother and great grandmother and great, great grandmother. I mean, just my, I know for me that in my family went back as far as the eye could see. Mm -hmm. And there was just so much fear and so much judgment and no one talked about anything and because nobody had any tools and there was just so much damage. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, that's been a journey of compassion for my family. Obviously, if you're in the place now where you've got to process through a lot of hurt, that's okay. Like you don't have to jump or force yourself to feel tons of love and compassion for your family. Like definitely process through all that emotion beforehand Mm -hmm. uh, to give yourself that space. But it really can be a beautiful journey, you know, to look at your family and to, to find the fear, find the wounds, find yourself, find love, all of that. It's really, really great. Yeah. And well, I, you know, I was, as you were saying all of this, I realized I was thinking about a moment in my childhood that we were at my grandmother's house and everyone had come over like my grandmother's daughter-in-laws and her brother, his wife. I mean, it was, I mean, there were so many kids. We were outside, inside, the women were cooking the men were all in the living room with their little <laughs> dress up pants. And I remember seeing the sofa full of men doing nothing and all the women were in the kitchen and, and we were just running amok. I mean, it, you know, it was, I remember that day. It was so much fun. All my cousins were there because I lived with my grandmother and I remember, and there's pictures of this because I had a Mickey mouse camera and I took a picture of this there's a picture where they called all the men to the table. They sat all eight of them down to eat. 
and they're just sitting there all stoic, just sitting there eating. Hmm. And the we were outside running around, not running around the table because, oh, my gosh, you, right. you cannot bother <laughs> them in. And and the women were, you know, bringing them plates, bringing them this. And they all sat together. They all ate. And then they all moved back to the living room to watch whatever they were watching. I'm assuming it was football, but I'm, I don't know. So that happened. And then afterwards, they yelled for all of us to come in. We came in. The women were eating at the table. We were sitting around at little tables. That was the best. It was so much fun. We were ourselves. We were eating and sharing. And, and I remember it was a memorable Thanksgiving. Yeah. Excuse me. And and I rem- and I have pictures of all of us. I have a picture of my cousin standing on a chair eating his pie. He was like four. You know, it was fun. <laughs> sounds amazing. It, it was. And that was the most memorable. And I think um, because we were all there. And I think um, that was one of the times uh, that we were. Is that a cat? Sorry. No, that was a door. Oh, I apologize. I like your cat's there. <laughs> no no cats in my house (laughs) I love cats any sound to me is a cat (laughs) I wish I wish I could have cats but we are deathly allergic in this house we can't do cats it's so sad they're so sweet (laughs) (laughs) I got excited there so yeah that Thanksgiving and I have the pictures and but I remember the men were just I'm like, why are they acting this way? Why? But these gender roles were so defined and Mm. they were so, uh, you know, they really stuck to these roles. But I don't know when or who it was that broke that, that broke that tradition that made everyone sit together, that, that changed everything. I don't know when it was. And I, I, I know it wasn't me. I was too young, but it was amazing that, that it, I think that was the last year that it was like that because somebody stood up, somebody said something, somebody in my family changed everything. And I don't know who it was. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. 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 You can, you can, that's an option, mm-hmm. right? You can yeah. be that person to change the family dynamic. If that's who you want to be, if that's, something that matters to you yeah and it all it takes is just speaking up you know yeah Mm -hmm. like we're not going no let's do it let's have a big table let's all sit I I don't know I I I don't know my cousins I have older cousins and I need to talk to them I don't know if it was an aunt that did it but after that we started all eating together uh didn't matter whose house it was at it was you know even if it was like um um I have a long line of uh, paint paint contractors and you know workers in my family, and they we would even use the little um, what are those called the 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 carpenters tables everything everything was out wow. there for a table for a chair, and we did that. And I don't know which cousin which aunt did it. So yeah, so you can be the one to speak up and change, and you you know you can change the dynamic if it's just a little bit you know or let's you know hey let's try this you know because those um those moments I mean you get together even if everyone's like um talking or just sitting there sit together and enjoy the moment all together with the children with the men with the women all together that's really important I love that I think 
what came to mind when you were telling me that story was just like, you know, we, when we come to our families, you know, we're not all meant to be there just to conform. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but we, by virtue of belonging to a family, we have a voice. We have a seat at the table, literally and figuratively yes. in this story. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a seat at the table. You get to say your piece. You get to have your opinion. And I think that's really cool that somebody did that mm-hmm. and it changed the dynamic for really the rest did. of the holidays. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. I mean, we didn't do them there too often after yeah. that. Uh, it was more at the other aunts houses and things like that, but everyone was always, you know, either walking around with a plate or, you know, just <laughs> that's, and I know that I have one aunt uh, that was like that. She had a, uh, a big family and then her family would be over so there were so many kids and people at her house and you know the tv's on the people are sitting everywhere and I thought okay that that works for them and yeah that's you know that's how they've always done it there were so many people but it that whole um gender roles and the men eat first at first I thought it was it seemed unfair because these women had worked so hard to to make such a nice and delicious meal but then I realized later they did it to get them out of the way because I really (laughs) do I mean they sat down they they sat with you know one leg underneath you know when you sit down comfortably (laughs) elbows on the table and just talking and laughing and I was like yeah, this was cool because if they would have eaten first, you know, like as in ladies first, the men would have been like, excuse me, when do we get to eat? No. And it was like, yeah, go here. Here's your food. Go. And they were all, (laughs) yes, it was crazy. It was, they were all older men. These these were like silent gen. Um, yeah. And yeah, because my grandmother, it was her brothers and yeah, mm -hmm, that was it. I love that. I mean, it's true. A lot of family traditions just belong to the generation, belong to that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as, as generations evolve, things will change um, as, as well with the times. And so when we are the age of being grandmothers, great grandmothers, you know, we're at these events and <laughs> things will be different yes. for us too. <laughs> and we'll just be like, man, I wish things were what they were used to be. <laughs> no, we won't be like that, but <laughs> no, we won't. I'll be like, can someone bring me some more pie? <laughs> exactly. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what vehicle it is. No, nope. just give me the pie. Thank you. Please. And thank you. And I'll know, I'll know if one of my, my young relatives would say, oh, okay, Aunt Mel, you know, I'll be right back. Let me go get you some pie. And they don't come back. I did something. I said something <laughs> offensive. So <laughs> that's how you know. That's the- it's like, mm, <laughs> there it is. What did I do? And then Whoops. I can blame it on being old. I Bihita, I'm so old. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And isn't that fascinating? Like, this idea that, you know, from our perspective, you know, being around family can sometimes be really like hurtful and offensive. And from their perspective, right, they're just telling the truth mm-hmm. or they're just like, you know, there's really that interesting generational shift there. But then when we're older and then we have newcomers come in, it's going to be a similar type situation. And so you can have that like perspective mm-hmm. going forward, you know, and, and like you and I talk about a lot, it's, it's okay. If my kids get offended or if there's something wrong, like I'm there, I'm ready. Let's work it out. Let's do what we got to do. You know, 
but there might be a blind spot that we have that we're not aware of and it might look weird or be different or feel weird, you know, later on when the next generation comes forward. So it's just keeping that perspective and that open mind of, I wonder, you know, what it's going to be like for me. And I wonder what it was like for my elders, you know, and to see all those changes and things (laughs) like that. And anyway, it invites even more compassion and and more allowance just for what is, you know, I think so much pain that we experience too, is just fighting against reality and saying, no, it shouldn't be this way. And people should be different. And it's just not true. You know, you, your family is who they are. And obviously there's, you know, there's like, obviously if they're uh, actively abusing you, I'm not saying, you know, try to just gaslight yourself into saying everything's okay. But don't do that. Episode. <laughs> yes. A very different episode. Call Laura for that one. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Cause I, uh, man, I, I do work with clients on some of that and it, it is quite the doozy. Um, But yeah, I mean, the reality is you belong to your family, like your DNA. Mm -hmm. It's written in every cell in your body that you belong to your family, no matter what. Now, does this mean you have to spend every waking minute of your life with them? No, but you don't have to fight against that reality. Mm -hmm. And you can come to the table literally and figuratively with a lot of that acceptance for what is and holding whatever boundaries you need to hold to keep yourself safe, but also accepting this is my family. This is what it looks like. And they don't need to be any different in order for me to feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that really makes a difference if you come in with that perspective and also with the perspective of evolving just in your thinking it doesn't have to be you know like where you have to go to therapy and have it all resolved no right no just just come in with a little bit of of evolving um and learning along the way and coming out of of how things should be um no it just and and pivot pivot because things happen you know you show up you're like okay this is how it's going to be and no it's like there's three people that are new to the family or something, or you find out something, pivot, just breathe and pivot because things are going to throw you off course and you could just either react the way that you really shouldn't. And maybe you're the one ruining everything or (laughs) you, you come in and it's like, you know, get to know what's going on, listen and some people do need more time to react and I mean, respond to and, and not um, overreact to things. Right. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. And I, and I want to, I want to talk about the phrase ruining everything. No. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I feel like it's like, I, I can just hear your grandmother. I can hear like your family members through that phrase. You ruin everything. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's such a. It's for tu culpa. Yes, I heard that one too. <laughs> oh, so oh, fun! Oh my gosh! Yeah, so much trauma. We need to un- so unravel here. <laughs> so tell right, me <laughs> right, because they it, it's it's really fascinating when you really look at, and I want anyone listening to this to apply this to any like phrase because you know this is like one of the phrases that you just hear over and over and when you look at these like what does it actually mean that everything is ruined 
what does that mean? Does that, is it just that someone's upset? Like one person is upset? Does it mean that five people are upset? Does it mean that the turkey is burned? Like what's happening that everything is ruined? How do we know everything is ruined? So when you can look at those phraseologies that are so loaded with guilt and shame and punishment, Mm -hmm. when you look at them like a scientist, like what does this actually mean? Can we break it down? Then it really lightens everything it really releases all of that emotional hold that we have on it the fear of it it's like well someone has said that but their experience of what is going on is maybe they thought that you know this event with the family they had super high expectations that everyone would be happy there would be no drama nobody would be upset nobody would step out of line and then everything would be just fine and then if one tiny thing happens and then they decide everything is now ruined because they're having a big emotional reaction they're having big thoughts in their heads that have nothing to do with anybody else that nobody else put in there right these are choices people make when they choose to think thoughts it's like huh okay it sounds like you're having a lot of emotions right now. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as everything, everything. ruined. Yeah. <laughs> that does that's not real. <laughs> it's like, well, not everything. <laughs> not everything. It's like I'm gonna pack my Thanksgiving meal and I'm gonna enjoy it at home. You know, it's not ruined. And and I do I understand that one hundred percent, but I have heard that and it's only one relative that that mm. does that and and that person's not with us anymore so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i love so it it's like mm, maybe in this room let's move to another room and let's let's talk to these other people um yeah and so when when i i think my advice on this one because i've been there whenever that one relative says oh my gosh everything was ruined because of a b and c go to another room. That's there not you your, go. that's not your little group right there. And you don't have to drink. You don't have to, you know, have the, take the bottle of wine with you. Just <laughs> right. go to another room and then just, you know, maybe talk to your cousins or talk to, you know, someone's, you know, relatives of a relative, cousins of cousins. Just do that because that person who just said that everything was ruined needs more people to join in because that was just a little kindling you know right and they're mm-hmm. waiting for everyone to just come in and say yeah 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 no and if everyone just walks away or has a different perspective to maybe start talking about something else or maybe bring that aunt a piece of pie then maybe it could just be you know snubbed out Maybe exactly. Mm-hmm. You never know. Experiment. Yeah. Go wild. Mm-hmm. Try new things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But don't feed into that. Um, and right. I think those people expect you to to join in on their right. their pity party. You know, even they if, do. Yeah. If they... the gravy burned, you know, we don't need gravy or use the other gravy or whatever. It's not ruined because of that. Oh my gosh. I literally had that exact experience. I want to say it was last Thanksgiving where mm-hmm. I experimented with a new, uh, what is it? Stuffing recipe. And it was awful. It was so bad, <laughs> like not palatable. Like you could not choke it down. Oh my it was gosh. this massive pan. I made so much. Mm-hmm. It was awful. <laughs> and 
<laughs> easily because my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the stuffing. Yeah. Like, hands down, mm-hmm. it's the best, right? Mm-hmm. Much better than the turkey, in my opinion. Uh, exactly. And so I easily could have been like, oh, Thanksgiving is ruined. <laughs> I think I may have to, if I, I, I'll ask my husband because I don't quite remember all the details, but I'm pretty sure I had, oh no, I had a little bit of a freak out, not because of the stuffing, but because my grandmother's china, I dropped the gravy boat that mm-hmm. belonged to my grandmother's china set. And yeah. that one really set me over the edge. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> the stuffing is terrible. And the gravy is terrible. And you know what? My sweet family, it was just my husband and my kids and my dad. Mm-hmm. We had a small gathering. They were just so sweet and they just put their arms around me and they didn't like need to solve anything or you know they were just like yep and we're gonna enjoy the rest of this thing it's all gonna be okay and I just thought it was just so sweet and then my dad surprised me with um with a a brand new gravy boat that belonged in the set the very rare set of china that my grandmother had so he scoured the internet and ebay <laughs> and all the places it took him months to find this but yes. he's he found it and he surprised me with it recently oh. and it was just like dad you're oh, the best oh my gosh that's awesome it was really amazing that is and and i think once you you go through something that can be traumatic and and you get through it mm-hmm. it's it and it's like it wasn't that bad because last year we did, we did drive to see my daughter and, and it was, she had just bought a house. So that whole thing, right? So we're, we're, we got everything. We couldn't find, uh, we didn't come prepared, but we couldn't find a turkey. We wanted a smoked turkey. They have them at Sam's and stuff. Well, everybody was out of this little turkey. So we couldn't find one. We ended up finding something else. So we're going to put it in the oven the oven was broken. We didn't know. So, oh, no. Yeah, so it was like, okay. So uh, they had a barbecue pit, and we we're like, okay, we just, we'll, we'll just put it out there. So we go out there. There's no propane in the tank. No. So, this is on Thursday, the actual day, right? Oh, so, no. So the um, my daughter's fiance is like, it's okay. Uh, let's go. And he took my husband. They went to go uh, and exchange it for another propane tank for the barbecue um, uh, grill. Of course, that tank uh, was obsolete, so they needed a different tank, (laughs) which that place didn't have, and they went to three places that were miraculously open on Thanksgiving. They come home after like two or three hours. They bring in a tank, plug it in, get the turkey going, and and I'm like, it's already like four o'clock, five o'clock. And I'm like, <laughs> um, I keep going. You know, I, I think in there we took a nap. We did what we could. But my daughter never lost it. She never wow. gave up. Never, you know, we, we stopped, but we didn't say we never threw a tantrum. And so we just kept going. We had Thanksgiving dinner at 830 amazing <laughs> and we That's laughed it. we laughed because it was like we, and we talked about every little setback that we had and it was we laughed at every one of them and I'm thinking if that didn't ruin Thanksgiving nothing can that, that exactly yeah. oh that's so good <laughs> so we're gonna go do it again this year but the oven worked. It worked. <laughs> we're pre-testing all of the things <laughs> 
And what an amazing story. Like what an amazing memory that you get to share with your daughter and like her kids and everyone. Like it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful, yeah. you know? And I think like if, if people start freaking out in, during the holidays, what I like to think about it as and myself included, cause I'm not exempt from all of this. <laughs> I can sometimes, but it's just like you, it's their emotional child coming out, yeah. right? It's that little child. That's just like, everything is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you don't have to like solve it or fix it. You can just like put your hand around their arm or something. I mean, who knows? So yeah. you, you figure out what's best for you, but you know, you can have that attitude of just like my dad and my husband did, or just like your daughter did and you did. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, everything is just fine. Yeah. We're all together and we're, we'll have an amazing story for later. Yeah. And we just, this is all about love. Like getting together for family events and holidays, it's all about love. It is. That's what it's all about. We have to remember that and put that out in the forefront. Yes. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this was good. I I want um, people to be reminded that some phrases need to go out, you know, with the that whole everything was ruined. Let's not. Let's not. Because like you said, as a scientist, you could say, was it really? You know, no, it wasn't. And go with and just go with the flow. And sometimes you're going to have to pivot maybe several times and go right. pivot in another room. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, um, but it doesn't have to be, um, you know, one episode to end everything, you know, and, and throwing a tantrum. There might be that one relative who um, throws a tantrum and, you know, you already know how they are. And so just don't give them any of your energy to fuel their little tantrum. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, they're allowed to have a tantrum because yeah. they're... They, this is their life. They get yeah. to choose how they want to spend their energy and their time. And you don't have to go and fix it. You don't have to make it better. You can just like allow it to happen and like love them from a distance or like, or for example, if somebody just, you know, you know, that one uncle for me, it's, it's absolutely my dad bless his heart. I love him so much, but that one uncle or, or dad or someone in the family who, who wants to bring up politics and wants to talk about like <laughs> the latest and all of that. And it's just like, you, you have choices. Yeah. You can either listen and appreciate appreciate that that person is just trying to connect with you and and share with you things that matter to them. Or you can say, like, set the boundary and say, I would love to talk to you, but I I won't be talking about politics at this event. Um, No. And let let me go get you some pie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Go to, I'm going to go get you some pie. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'll be right back. Yes. so fun so that's gonna be the clue everyone if you that's have right. a relative tell you hold that thought it means when i come back talk about something totally different amen yes. pie saves the day yes. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you laura thank you so much for this this is laura by the way by the way and can you tell in case they didn't listen to your previous episode can you tell everyone where to find you absolutely so my favorite place to hang out right now is instagram at laura by the way l-a-u-r-a-b-y-t-h-e-w-a-y and i also have my own podcast called the post narc life podcast and it's all about creating success in your life no matter who is in it so 
we talk about all this kind of stuff and more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's why I wanted to bring you here. I was like, she's the expert. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And if I don't get to text you uh, in time, have a wonderful and beautiful Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you so much. Thank this was you. so much fun. It was. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.